When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a hundred casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome to the He tacticas podcast, rest in peace to Diego Lorin's ears. He actually physically took his headphones off for that whole intro. Rest in peace to your ears. Actually, uh, hopefully that you didn't have the volume up too high for that. Listening in your car or your headphones or wherever you are, I apologize. Um, it's a small price to peer. Uh, <laughs> small to peer. <laughs> I'm just completely delirious. It's a small price to pay for your eardrums. Uh, if you're a Madridista, and uh, if you're a Kule, sorry, but uh, what a what a week, what a weekend! I mean, we we had the patron episode on Friday, and uh, you know we were we were kind of time so pressed to talk about. But Diego we had a part two for our patrons because people were starving for it. The ratings were great. Uh, thanks for everyone for tuning in over on Patreon.com/slash for the anticipated Friday show. And this one might be even more anticipated because not only do all the Madridistas want to hear how Diego sat through the Chelsea game and then the Frankfurt game on Friday. But now he has to tell us how he sat through the Sevilla game. Up 2-0 at halftime. You're feeling pretty good about yourself, Diego. Like, this might be a turning point. But then, the inevitable. Mm -hmm. Karim Benzema. I mean, the funny thing is, at 2-2, 90th minute, I felt, I was like, cool, I'll take this. I'm actually happy with this. I'm happy with this. And then the, the cherry on the top of the cake. Just beautiful from Karim Benzema. So uh, it's a great day. It's a great Monday. And I, we're recording this before Barcelona beat up Cadiz later today. So we don't. that's the context. We don't know the score for that yet. We don't know if it's going to be 5-0 or 6-0 or 8-0. But uh, we just know that uh, Barca are going to be a game in hand, not two games in hand, plus three points ahead. That's all we know. We don't know what the scoreline for the Barca-Cadiz game is. So... Uh, enough blabbering. I'm Keon Sabani. I'm joined I'm by Diego I, I, If I were Madridista right now listening to you, Sobani, I would be insulted and disappointed that you didn't have the faith that Madrid could actually get all three points out of this match. 
um, after hadn't drawn two two was still all that added. The 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 two all came in what the ninety? No no no. Excuse me. Sorry. At the eighty what eighty second minute? I don't have it in front. I don't, I don't know, man. I'm cel- I was celebrating. Were... I'm not keeping track of these things. I'm just going crazy. It was the eighty second minute fa- Nacho scored two two. Correct. Eighty second. I knew they were gonna win, score the other goal. That was that was so blatantly obvious. This was once again what we have seen on so many times, and that I discussed at this point at length. I think in the Patreon uh, edition uh, episodes, <clears throat> the one of the Sunday Easter Sunday special, which was uh, again a lot of fun. But um, you're basically asking me to rehash those feelings. But uh, it was a. It, it was expected. And at this point in time, you just throw your hands up and go. Like Butragueño said, he's like, uh, today is a good day to be <laughs> proud of this team and a good day to be Madridista. And that's it. these are, at the moment, good times to be Madridista because uh, I don't know how the hell you do it. You know, going down the majority of matches, crucial ones against big opponents. You guys just like the suffering or having other people having to endure the suffering and go from, you know, unrealistic expectations to actually seeing maybe Madrid drop points or get knocked out of a tournament to then them picking up the three points or advancing to the next round. So it's incredibly frustrating uh, watching Madrid at the moment. For all the Madridistas, these are good times for you. Enjoy. Wait, so do you think Buchogano after the game was driving home with the top down listening to Ice Cube? Smoking a cigar, <laughs> that would Smoking be. A blunt. I, I I would like to live in that reality where he's doing that. Um, yeah. It's not that I didn't have faith. I actually did have faith. Funny enough, I actually was confident that we would do it. But it's just that I was happy with the two two at that point. That's I was like, this is fine. We don't need. Me like, too. I was like, I'll not, take, the, a terrible I'll take the draw. I'll take the draw. Just don't go for a third. Go. I'll take the draw. Well, you it, knew that was coming. it had to do with partly because that Sevilla were just melting down. It was like the classic PSG-Chelsea meltdown where it's like, oh, oh, here it comes. We don't know what exactly to do. It. We're paralyzed. We know it's coming. We can't stop this. And uh, we're yeah. just going to – it's inevitable. Deer in the headlight. But mm-hmm. at halftime, did you think that? Watching the second half, how it was going down, you could sense it. But at halftime, did you, did you feel like Sevilla were looking pretty com- comfortable? Well, looking comfortable, but you're never comfortable. You're always like, let's go. I mean, I, I, I tweeted it from the Churros account as well on uh, during the, the Madrid-Chelsea game when Madrid or Chelsea rather were up 3-0. Uh, was it 3-0? 3-1? Uh, I forget Chelsea was exact... up 3-0. Up 3-0. So they yeah. were through. Yeah. And I, I tweeted like, don't stop. Like, don't keep this going, this level yeah. of intensity. Don't get the deer in the head like, look, don't get intimidated if Madrid get one back. Because at it's this only point, you need goal. like a five goal cushion against us at this point. Seriously. Yeah. Seriously. Um, well, you know what? I'll take it as a compliment. I actually felt this way during peak Barca years where it's like no matter what, Barca found a way, you know, and that always drove me nuts. So I'm just happy to be on the other side of things for, for once. So um, don't worry. It's coming to an end. We're playing City. Good. It's it's all going to come to an end. Yeah. Well, I brought that up on, uh, I don't know how much you were listening to uh, Easter Sunday Churro special. I was not. uh, (laughs) Support right there. I I don't get high off my own supply. (laughs) Churros is for the consumers, not for the creators. 
Well, you know, it, it was just me. You, you were, it was Keanless. It was Sobani-less. There was no Sobani sprinkle. No, for but part anyway, two. We, for part two, yes, yes, yes. But uh, I brought up the fact, uh, I brought up some big data stats, you know, that nowadays okay. it's uh, always uh, fun uh, to talk about stats and these big data stats uh, are, of course, um, yeah, are, are often used as sort of indicators to where things stand. And needless to say, um these experts who have conducted these analysis, these tests have concluded that <laughs> Real Madrid are not just not favorites, uh, by a long shot, not the favorites against uh, Manchester City. 10%. Instead... Yeah, they put them at 10. Or I, I thought it was a little, but I thought 10 was low. I thought they had them at 12 or something like that. But oh, it depends on who it was. 538 has them at 10% right now. Okay. And Villarreal at like at like one percent or something, something like that. It, yeah, well, yeah, obviously. Yeah. But also against Chelsea, were Madrid not the favorite to go through? So I yeah. mentioned that these big data stats are a bunch of big bullshit uh, when it comes to Real Madrid, and you can't yes. put your money well uh, against against the, Los Blancos. It's an interesting point. So I remember, I mean, I I always check these things because I'm interested in them. Uh, after the group stages, we were behind. We were like eighth eighth favorite, and we were like behind Ajax too and I, I can't remember who else but Chelsea was ahead of us Ajax was ahead of us I can't remember I think it was like just some of the obvious ones who weren't like Benfica Villarreal or whoever and obviously that's changed now because we're past PSG and Chelsea we're behind PSG yeah. too obviously and Bayern's out now so uh City's missing a couple of key players in the first leg that that'll work for us a little bit I mean it's not it's not I'm not saying like I'm not celebrating I'm just saying that that some of the timing stuff uh, works in our favor playing City right now and especially watching them get uh, whipped by Liverpool. But... Yeah. Some amazing games, though, so... It was... I mean, I only watched the first half, but it was... It was uh, was very interesting to see how City react Mm. when Mm. you you kind of play bully ball with them, push them around a little bit, press. But I just don't think Real Madrid will play them that way apart from, like, the last 10 minutes of the second leg. they'll, they'll, They'll start doing that. Well, this is interesting too. So, like, the the part of the way, <clears throat> this is just a ten percent part of it. It's not like the full picture, but part of the reason Real Madrid do go into these late comebacks late in the second half is because, according to Ancelotti, anyway, mm-hmm. the explanation is that we don't press, the, and teams go crazy pressing us. They yeah. run out of they run out of gas towards the end, and then. We just we take over. That's that's Ancelotti's like scientific explanation. So it's it. like the 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 what is the saying? The tortoise wins the race, or how is that saying? Yeah, going? that's uh, a great analogy. Actually, it's a good one. Yeah, well done. Look at I can you can you're even smiling thinking of that analogy. We're like, wow, that one really hit home. Look, you're so happy. No, I'm smiling at myself because I got super fucking burned today. My face is it's like gleaming. It's beaming right now. It's so red. You could cook a fry an egg on my forehead. People are still confused as to why Diego wears sunglasses. It's because he literally sits across from the sun, not just uh, not just the sun, but like the sun. You're in there. The sun is in your house. We, we've been out these last two days and these Easter holidays. They've been nice. They've been different. Uh, connecting with family, having the kids out, cousins reconnecting. Nice. Mm, yeah, That's great. That's yeah. what life is all about. Summer's coming. It Keeps is. you sane keeps you sane yeah yeah but i i think uh look it's it's um 
you could also talk about or make the, draw the comparisons between you know boxing matches that go to 12 rounds where in the final in the last like 10 rounds or excuse me in the final two rounds say in round 10 the mm -hmm. boxer just uh the one has been tiring out his opponent still has that little bit of energy left in the tank to basically classic muhammad him. ali classic muhammad right exactly um so it's um yeah, it's legitimate it's commendable uh, madrid have now been proving to have mastered that against very very you know europe's elite tough opponents from psg to chelsea to sevilla and uh, I'm sure you could even throw a lot more into the mix. Only team they can't do it too is Barca, funny enough. I feel like Barca are always the only team that are able to, uh, at moments where Madrid are peaking, to then cause this disruptive, you know, crazy scoreline where we just wipe the floor with uh, Helmaji and getting our hopes up and getting Madridistas temporarily sort of like, ugh. This Catalan wave that just knocked them around and then they steadily continue their course for the rest of that season. Uh, I do think, you know, that that time will change. And, and I do think that Barca, we're on, uh, we've now sort of hit rock bottom and we're, re you know, we're bouncing back up. And hopefully it'll be extreme. It'll be extremely volatile. And I think that next come, next season when Xavi has an entire summer with the team and, you know, we see which players we can finally offload and still acquire that like as you keep mentioning as we keep discussing that's the season where we will um you know really sort of judge chabi on and i've also commit uh, complete conviction that he will do a good job he already has he's blown away our expectations to be critical of chabi and we can nitpick uh, about that game in eintracht what went wrong but to be critical and uh you know you hear some of the stuff that has been coming out of let's say Giuseppe Giuseppe pedro's mouth a culé entre comillas, a self-confessed culé. Uh, he talks about, uh, we are, I don't care, we should be right. So he, he talks about them as... as Who, uh, Pedro? Pedro, yeah. Hmm. No, he, he, he says he's culé. That's, that's, his, that's his shtick. That's his thing. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's his fucking thing, bro. I don't pay attention he, to that show, but I mean, no, why no, are we... But there's certain things, because it, it fits the narrative, right? Here's this anti, here's this Madridist, this guy married to Papa Flo. Uh, I see. Confesses so it's an act? That has this, has this soup. It's an act. It's oh, a okay. fucking act. Well, yeah, well, yeah. so why are we even discussing anything he says? Because, no, be, why? because their reach is massive, you know? Yeah. And you see papers like Mundo Deportivo get... Uh, People must uh, know, though. People know it's not real, right? It's just like WWE. Well, it's... you get a bit of... Of everything you get those that are intelligent or skeptical enough to uh, wow shots fired at the people who are not intelligent who believe well, it i mean it's it's just it's it's disgusting is what it is it's um but you know it's entertaining it it it, it, it keeps this whole circus going at the end of the day and uh <laughs> Uh, you know, like I said, you see, you read articles coming from Mundo Deportivo as well. And you wonder if the people writing are not actually Espanol fans. And um, again, the guy that I quote often uh, that I refer to here on this pod is Mr. Seitan. He recently did a video about that whole um, media manipulation that goes on by these so-called culés. And uh, it's definitely worth a watch, like I always recommend his videos. But um, to get back on track... Uh, Chavi, for me, it's not a disaster. The way it happened was an absolute disaster. 
but it's not a disaster for Xavi to have crashed out in the quarterfinals of the Europa League. You know what I mean? Um, it's unfortunate that the night became a disastrously, disastrously historically bad night uh, in th- in, from so many aspects, right? From from an institutional aspect as well as also sporting, because at the end of the day, you know, you don't want to be losing three nil at home against the ninth seeded team in a Bundesliga, ideally. But after fifteen consecutive, uh, was it wins for Barca? Or was it wins or just uh, uh, not losses? I forget now. Unbeaten for uh, sure. I don't remember if it was all wins. Unbeaten, though. right? Yeah. <clears throat> You know, at some point we were going to obviously suffer a loss, and it's unfortunate again that this had to happen uh, in this game, in this particular manner, in front of like a sea of white shirts, half of it pretty much in in the Camino, and and people getting vomited on. Uh, anyway, I'm, I, I've I've beaten that one to death. I'm not going to go back to that. Yeah, um, we discussed but, it. Uh, if you're a patron, yeah, you've heard yeah, it. Yeah. Well, yeah. La, apparently Laporta, Laporta is coming out tomorrow with a press conference, right? As far as I understand, you would know better than me, but he's going to address or bring up some of the investigative reporting on what happened and how he's going to prevent it. I mean, I, I'm curious to know what his solution for that is, how he's going to stop people from selling their tickets. I don't know, but I guess yeah. maybe putting some – it's, it's kind of a hard one to regulate, right? But I'm, I'd be curious to know what he comes up with. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Speaking of Barca, you're not allowed to say anything. I know. You can't even react to what I'm saying, but I'm just going to say it. Everyone by now has heard these PK, the leaked audio. The reports. I mean, some of it's Have not you heard really... it or just read the transcript. No, no. There's actually audio. Um... Yeah, no, I know there is, but have you heard it? Yeah, yeah. Okay, because yeah. I've just read the transcript. I haven't heard heard the audio. Yeah. Huh. Um. So it's not really surprising. I mean, we kind of we kind of knew that PK always has his business interests at play. Especially in these kind of tournament sporting events, tournament yeah. the Davis Cup. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a he's a smart businessman. You can mm. talk. We can talk about the ethical side of things, but he knows how to make money. He was also born into a wealthy family who knows how to make money, and that's passed on to him. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's a. I know you can't talk about some things, but I I think I can ask you maybe about some part of it that maybe you might be allowed to mm-hmm. answer. But I also my my thought is that if you follow this PK trajectory. Uh, I think he's on course to being like the kind of 
ex-footballer who just becomes like takes the Platini route, the Davor Sucre route, where it's just 20 years from now, he's just this guy who's involved in all these scandals and corruption. Scandals, yeah, you think so. That's my, that's my, if I I had to guess where this is going, I think it's going to be, PK is going to be like the next kind of Platini type figure where he's like kicked out of something because of corruption and very good PR, always talks about like, you know, football is for the fans, the people. But I did want to ask you another part of it. Uh, I think the biggest thing is that like when you, when you hear the conversation, which seems a bit surreal, if you're the two, if you're the two other uh, clubs that enter the Spanish Super Cup, you're not Real Madrid or Barcelona getting the bigger piece of the pie, and you hear something like that, do you think there's going to be, um, is there a chance where those two teams are like, fuck you guys, you guys go do your Super Cup, that's disrespectful for us, and uh, does, the, does the Super Cup collapse at that point? Like, what happens? Does it turn into just a classical in Saudi Arabia back, every year? Or does it actually... Right. I mean, who, who, who's to say that it'll always be there? Or will it just go back to being the champion of the Copa and the champion of the league? And that's it. And held in Spain again. Just back uh, to normal. Yeah. Back to normal. But so, that's not as much money. No, of course not. Um, also, what happens on the day where Real Madrid and Barcelona aren't good enough to be in the top four? And they don't even... Like, there's no... They're not part of the Spanish Super Cup. Does it still happen that year? You know what I mean? I mean, that... Yeah, I mean, this deal is for until 2024, if I'm not mistaken, right? I don't know. Uh, I, I don't remember how long. I mean, this is not... We, we can't talk about this neither, as this, from here on in, will uh, every year take place in a foreign land for, you know, the international audience to in, in, enjoy. And and again, like, I, I am not fully against that train of thought. I, I, I don't see necessarily the problem with bringing the entertainment across the globe that millions and it, it is so much bigger than what we can imagine um Barca no. Madrid and the game of football that why not you know like i i granted to other i would if, if i would be living in uh asia in the middle east in the americas i would also would love it if the you know the beatles come to town and I get to see them in live and flesh in my own neighborhood uh, with my family. And, and you know what I mean? Like, yeah, go to the game and watch my idols play in my, in my top team. So but but uh, that's not the problem. The, the problem is that a player shouldn't be benefiting from that directly. It's a conflict of interest, you know. So an example of this would be Florentino Perez, who is um, who owns one of the largest construction companies in Spain the entire Bernabeu is not being renovated by his company. He's outsourcing that to another company. So he's not personally benefiting from that. You know what I mean? It's a, because it's a conflict of interest. (laughs) So PK can't be, I would like to send Jordi Evole to research this one. I'm sure you talk about mafia. You talk about dodginess. (laughs) If you think Papa Flo is clean as can be, that's not what when, I'm saying, uh, at le- but at least in, in this respect, I mean, he's 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 not 
for, for believe whatever conspiracies you want. I'm not going to stop you from believing that. Well, so now it's but do you understand things, what I'm saying? No, but I'm. But my point is. Well of, of but okay, so in in that case, if there's a conspiracy there, that that's also wrong. But my point is that a player shouldn't be benefiting directly from this from his own company. It's a conflict of interest. You know what I mean? Hmm. Um, also, because what he says is publicly is different from what he's actually doing behind the scenes. What has he said publicly? Well, just that he always. I mean, is he is he publicly for the Spanish Super Cup in Saudi Arabia, or is he or is he kind of in the camp of, you know, we should. No. I don't know either, but it's just it doesn't it doesn't add up that he's he's benefiting this from this financially privately when no other player has a stake in this. You know what I mean? It's his company. So now we want players to be retired before they get uh, financially, let's say, involved in the business side of it. Yeah, I guess. I mean, listen, I, I, it's it's a good question. I mean, you're 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 making me think about it too differently. But I, it, it doesn't it feel a bit off to you that he's privately benefiting from this deal? I'm. If I would sit and ponder and, and you know, view this as a, a conflict of interest, as you mentioned, I would just want to know, okay, so how is this in the conflict? Of, so Piqué being a Barca player, Barca getting paid the amount of money that was heard in that audio and at least that, what I read in this transcript. And then Cosmos receiving their piece of the pie being that much, which is his company um which is his company and you know uh, all i i i'm not into, and then rubiales taking his piece of the pie as the federation of course i'm not entirely sure how this pie was being split up so i don't know how much the other teams were getting neither that wasn't reported in the article i read but um Would you have felt what what if it was let's say a representative, so let's say a spokesman of Cosmos that it would have actually been having these conversations with the head of the Spanish Football Federation and Piquet's name would have not been necessarily attached well it would have been attached to Cosmos, but more more of let's say a a a founding partner or something. Would that have made a difference? Meaning, like, I think what people are now very, say, shocked by are, is also the fact that it's obviously Piquet at the front of these negotiations. Yeah, he's literally talking and he's openly. saying these two these two teams get one or two million. Real Madrid and Barcelona yeah. will get eight. Yeah, Cosmos is, and also again, according to those audio files that El El, El Confidential leaked, <clears throat> I think it was them. Um, yeah, Cosmos gets like twenty four million over the course of four years. I think as part I, I, of this, I, I don't know if it was yeah four or. Uh... So the thing about this is that it's not illegal. So, I, w- no, I would need somebody to explain to me, Diego. This is why this is a conflict of interest because if Piquet gets this much and then Barca this, then right now I I see Piquet the businessman. Well, the doing, conflict of interest like, is that... from. 
a the situation. The conflict of interest is that Barca, he doesn't, it, for him, it, financially, it doesn't matter if Barcelona lose or win that tournament because he's getting paid. Sure. It's, you know, well, it's, ma- maybe he gets more as a Barca player because if he wins a title and in his contract, in his clause, he probably gets merits, you know, uh, bonuses on merits, on achievements, on titles, you know. If yeah, but it's win. like, it's it's like it's like putting money against it's like putting money betting against your own team in like a game whereas like if you lose well if you win it's better Why? but well because regardless of if they win or lose he's getting paid so how much incentive does he have to even care to win that yeah, but that's, tournament that's cosmos that's i'm i'm sure that pk being oh, you don't think he gets the, a salary the business mogul but being the businessman that he is, that he's able to wear the different hats. Like I'm representing my company Cosmos. I'm representing Football Club Barcelona as a player. Where and and let's no let's have no doubt neither that we all expect uh, Pique will at some point in time become or at least run for club president. He's been very open about that. How how he he could see himself do that right. So. I'm sure at that point, I mean, like Florentino Perez, like so many club presidents, they had they bring business always into the equation with uh, being both a club president, whether they benefiting benefiting from it as well in their previous line of work. It's an, you know what I mean. Like so, if presidents can benefit from being at the heads of the club from different perspectives and have different you know business deals in place uh, because of the position that they have been put in then why wouldn't players be allowed to and, and but i don't think i don't think that makes it right advocate. either though i don't think presidents no, should you're as well. right maybe maybe that doesn't make it right and maybe that's what i'm trying to point out that maybe that this whole thing then therefore is is kind of fucked up um yeah yeah, yeah. and maybe yeah. that's a conversation that we should be having in, in, in that case well that, but then it should have been ha- uh, held a long time ago but but that but that's why I brought the Florentino Perez thing up. It's like because okay. a, a a way of benefiting would be like if that if if he's pushing for that stadium to get renovated so adamantly, wanting we to... know that the whole the, the whole controversy as well between the Valdebebas, it's been reported in the news as well. There, there there's been so much talk about how Florentino is massively benefiting from uh, this entire operation that has been taking place. From, I, from I before I'm talking about Valde, Valdebebas, you know. Well, if, if if that was the case 22 years ago when it happened, then that's not right either. Um, as far as I understand, this one is not like that. But either way, it wouldn't make it right either way if if he was, because um, if he was pushing so adamantly to renovate a stadium now, before his um, before his tenure ends because he retires or whatever and he wants that to be part of his legacy if he's directly benefiting financially from that because his construction company is doing that then that's a bad look but he's you know that it's being outsourced to a different construction company and so but either way i i I don't think a player can be benefiting from this financially when he's directly involved so actually to your question earlier should he be retired yeah i think that would actually make more sense in that case if he's not playing in this directly it's not a conflict of interest you know that's the way that's the way i see it so, yeah, these I, I I'm curious to know what the aftermath is of this because I'm curious to know how the other two teams react. Yeah, if they do at all, it does. Maybe it doesn't matter. Maybe this is this is just a force that is going to go ahead regardless of what people think or not. I don't know. And maybe those two teams decide, hey, we'll take those 
even one or two million, and it's still good for us, even though we're not getting a share of the pie. And quite frankly, it's not too dissimilar from TV rights and different teams getting different shares of the pie based on how big they are and how much revenue they bring. You know, that's um, that's capitalism one hundred and one. But it's it's a it's a it's a bad look and. I bring up I bring up the NBA often, or we both do as a reference. And again, here I, will, uh, I see it in a similar light, where the NBA goes on tour in Europe or in Asia and plays a few games there, to the delight of the local fans. And I don't know I don't know the business deals. Yeah, that's, again, that's different. Place. I don't have an issue with them traveling. I mean, I I kind of do actually. I don't want them to travel because uh, I too much football, too much traveling players are dying out of so from fatigue, players. but. But I don't, in theory, I don't hate it. Himself actually even complained about, right? Who? If I'm not mis, I don't want to put words in his mouth, but I I want to remember that Piquet himself once complained about the the traveling as well that teams have to do, right? For these kind of games, that goes back to the point of like what he's saying publicly and privately is different. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I just didn't have the quote in front of me to to say for sure if that was true or not. But um, we gotta edit this out. Fuck, I don't have I don't like editing. <laughs> Which part? I'm joking. Go keep going. Oh, Go thank God. Uh so uh again, I the, the traveling aspect of it, that's marketing. I you know, in theory, as much as I don't love it, I also understand why they do it. Um it's expanding global reach and stuff and you know, capitalizing on mm-hmm. things financially. Although like I will say this is an interesting point, like that in the Chicago podcast we were talking about uh, the idea of having classicos in North America and stuff, because uh, I feel that's inevitable too. I feel like I'm I'm not talking about friendlies, because there's a friendly classico coming up this summer in I think California somewhere, right? And um, and I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about like real league classicos. I think will be moved to the to the states at some point. I think it's whether it's it could be now or 20 years from now, but I feel like it's going to happen one day, right? Yeah. And uh, but I made this point like. People say, like, for those people, like, let's say in Miami, who may never get to see uh, a Classico, it's a good opportunity for them. But I was thinking about this. Like, let's think about this. The people who can afford to go to buy, like, a $10,000 ticket to a Classico in Miami, those people are not going to have problems paying for a ticket to Spain for a, for a weekend. So it's not like we're bringing the football to these people who wouldn't otherwise be able to afford to watch it. So I'm like... Are those people even really doing a once in a lifetime opportunity thing, or would they just have money to do this anyway whenever they want? It's just it was just something I thought about. Uh, I get because, that. Yeah, I, I've thought about it from that perspective myself as well. But uh, look, it does change, and 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 you mentioned a very specific group of of people as well. You would think that the majority of the people that would go to a game, if it's played locally. Would not necessarily, you know, be able to pay. I mean, traveling is 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 a costly affair, especially if you have a family. Uh, one thing is riding solo and playboying, jet setting your way around to uh, the world's amazing, most amazing stadiums to watch your team play, uh, leaving the wife and kids behind in a blizzard. But uh, while it's are... also a whole experience too. Like it'll be the training. I know what you're doing. I'm just changing the subject. It it'll be. Uh... It's fine. It, it it'll be uh it'll be a whole experience, right? It'll be they'll do like the whole. You'll be able to watch them practice for a day before, and you mm. know maybe get some things signed. I, I guess, I guess also, it's a whole experience. Yeah. 
They do. They do. They do. You, you, you might meet them in the lobby. They do this little signing. Uh, yeah, signing autographs and stuff. This Anyways. is about as a as a raw a raw churro set. I think listeners will get. But listen, this been, episode. This has been a topic, lot of just uh, just talking as if we would talk off air, like just on air. Like we talk off air. But this this topic was been was an interesting one. Um, dealt with it very well. So I wasn't sure how I was going to comment about it. When, uh, good job. Good job. Good job. Um, so anything else to talk about La Liga? Big wins for Atleti and, uh, and Villarreal. Uh, one concern I have... Well, it, it is interesting also that Barca, Sevilla, Atletico are all level on points, but I think the top four is what it is. I don't think it's going to change much, much unless somehow Betty sneak in. I don't know. But uh, the one thing I wanted to bring up as a concern is that Gerard Moreno, who scored against Getafe, now again has injury concerns and might not be ready for the Liverpool game. And that uh, was devastating news to hear today when I, when I checked the news. Damn. That sucks. Um, so... That's just something that uh, I worry for them. Although their numbers are not bad uh, without Gerardo They're not Gerardo bad, but he the raises team. their ceiling for sure. Clearly. clearly. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's it. I mean, now Barca, Sevilla, Atletico, they're going to focus on the league. Uh, they're out of Europe, and Real Madrid can focus on the Champions League. 15 points ahead now. If, if Barca yeah. win both of those games, it's... Uh, nine points, and with like eight yeah. games to go, I that's think the why, pushing that's is why there. this. That's why this one was so frustrating. This, uh, you know, yeah, I was this one kind of sealed it for me. This is sealed it, and, yeah. And, and I was watching with my brother-in-law, and he was like, "Yeah, but you know, Madrid are up by uh, twelve points anyway." And I was like, "No, no, no, you don't understand." The thing is, it could have been six. It could have been six. Yeah, <laughs> that's why I was like, I was like, we could have been fucking six. Yeah, you know, we we win our game in hand, we cut it to nine. If you guys drop points here. Uh, we win against uh, obviously Cadiz, and, and uh, it could have been six. Like it just could have been six points. It could have been six points, uh, and then it would have been interesting. That it wouldn't. It would have again been game on. Uh, let's see what happens uh, at this final stretch of the season, when you still have some banana peels to go through. So, uh, but now this one, yeah, this was the knockout one, and the way it happened obviously was just all the more frustrating, as we talked about at length, and. <laughs> beginning and it's good times to be a madridista you lucky coins. even me who was like always very cautious like anything can happen in football you know you never know after this one i was like even if barca win everything and we even lose a couple games somehow like even then we're we're still comfortable and and so i just to me that sealed it like and, and you noticed it when benzema scored they celebrated. They that that was the title right there. They celebrated like they won the title, and I think I think that's yeah. pretty. That's a pretty um appropriate celebration. I don't know if did Chavi say anything. Yeah. Are we allowed to celebrate that? Are we allowed to be happy, or is it? But because we played bad in the first half, I don't know. You are you are petty. Don't don't do that. It's just I'm just pacing myself to be honest. I I could be going more crazy about Chavi, but I just know that there's like another ten years of Chavi Chavi feuds that are coming, and so this is just the beginning. Just wait. But just you, the thing is, like Chavi, if anything, what he's doing is holding 
Madrid up to a higher standard. As yeah, a, I agree. For a Madridista, you would you would have I agree. to agree with that. I actually do agree with that. I agree. I agree with that. Um, I think it's. Uh, I think the Xavi Raul days, which are inevitable, will be very interesting. Very mm. interesting. Um, because I think I think if there's anyone who can poke Raul into some controversy, it's probably Xavi, right? Mm-hmm. Raul is like yeah. such a diplomatic guy, uh, but I think I, I think he's gonna thought that about Butragueño until uh, the Mourinho era. I saw a different side of Butragueño come out all of a sudden. Since then, I figured that anybody, any Madridista, can be turned into a. Uh, a radical on this whole facade of Senorio comes down. Oh, we're talking about PR now and marketing, Mescu and Club. <laughs> Senoria yeah, Senorio is a far less marketed thing though than Mescu and Club. You, you try you guys try. You guys try. Uh also last night was uh came out and said some stuff about the referee. I think there's if there's one thing that can push Real Madrid out of diplomacy, it's referee stuff. The club has put videos about Referee controversies Definitely. before from the club's website. Yes. Butrogano yes. last night was pretty pretty candid, like saying, mm-hmm. you know, we don't understand it, the VAR and all this, and mm-hmm. which and again, for me that was that was handball. I'll no, oh, stop it, stop it, stop it, <sighs> stop that, it, no, I stop swear. it, stop and, it, and I, and I objectively, no, uh, no. not, I, I swear, I, I I had no problem with that call. I, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe that that on the TV I was hearing such a uh, assertive argument saying this is the wrong call. It's clearly not a handball. This is pecho. It, it touches him on his. Bicep. No, it doesn't. It's here. It's here. It's above the sleeve. It's like it's above. It's right here. It's where the where this is right here. The viewers can see where I'm rubbing my shoulder right here. Um, but. But but isn't it funny how <laughs> isn't it funny how everyone thinks they're the victim, whereas the truth yeah, is yeah. the truth is refs suck. Forgive me, uh, I don't work for anyone, so I can I guess I can say that technically <laughs> without getting fired. Uh, the Kamavinga no foul in the first half, bad right. call. Vinicius mm-hmm. yes. goal, bad call. Sevilla gonna cry. Real Madrid gonna cry. Refs suck. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, yeah. And I, I had to remind Madridistas of that last night on the podcast. People sure. were like, people were like, oh, you know, the ref hates us. This happened in Seville. I this is this is what drives me the, up the wall is that without naming names, I think there's people will know who I'm talking about. There's a Spanish media personality, one in particular, who doesn't tweet anything but referees against Real Madrid agenda comes out came out last night and said this happened against the Sevilla handball was a last season Roncero? no <laughs> and but maybe him too I don't know but he's I, I kind of resonate with him more because he's just like this passionate football fan who just he's is emotional all the time I kind of yes resonate with I, I don't mind him as much but like anyways I had to remind people on the podcast as well like dude let's not kid ourselves we should have yeah. probably been down to 10 men at halftime and then down two goals and a man at halftime i don't know if we're making that comeback so mm. let's let's be real it's just the bat referee was bad you know mm. i dig so, that that's fair i dig that 
Yeah, it was got to like sometimes the truth is just in the middle, man. It's that's all it is. Mm-hmm. The truth is in the middle sometimes. Right, right. Um, hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Do you want to talk about anything else? I like to be. No, just that my family is walking up the stairs, getting the bar, the, the fire started for the barbecue. Oh, that sounds so good. Fire started. Yes. And, I can't, uh, I can't wait to see my kids tomorrow. I'm so excited. Just going to be. Just it's gonna be, gonna be right because you were not there for Easter's. Yeah, we don't celebrate Easter. That's something I mean, you celebrate. No, no, but I mean, it's not that we don't no. celebrate it, but we just don't have a thing. It's just another day for us. But you know, we no, still no, do like a no, little bit of chocolates hunt. and stuff. Yeah, we well, do that. Hunt. We put some well, eggs on the house, around the house. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, yeah, but uh, my kid, my kid, uh, and his cousin, they woke up at three a.m. I talked about it on the pod. 3 a.m. They thought it was a good idea to wake each other up and go egg hunting through the house. It was like 3:30. We hearing like little noises, like I am doing that. And I was like, "What the fuck?" And then we, my wife and I, walk out. It's our the two boys walking around the house, and they've got like they found all the eggs already. And they're just like, <laughs> "That's hilarious." That's fun. Yeah. Where does like all the our I don't know your house. Our house is just. Years and years of Easter and Halloween chocolates and candies stashed that nobody eats. Oh, yeah. It's just okay. like I don't even know. And nobody, no one has the balls to throw it out because they feel like they're wasting food. We, sometimes when we have guests, we'll put it out. But we don't, we don't even do that because it's obvious we're just pulling out Halloween candy like in the summertime. They're like, oh, you still have these? And it's, just, it's just piling up. I feel like in 20 years, we're going to be on like a TLC documentary where someone is coming in like, and it's like – why is your house so cluttered and they got to clear it out? And we're like, no, we can't throw it's out candy. food. And we, I, I don't even think you can donate it because everyone has this problem. Everyone has too much candy and chocolate. What we need to be donating is healthy food and stashing those. But uh, healthy food is perishable, unfortunately. It's so. funny you say that. There, there, we do have a cupboard with nasty-ass old Halloween candy that yeah. are just disgusting. Yes. Um, we do also being Swiss, obviously the my wife, um, and me having lived there for so long, Swiss chocolate is a must in the household and was will always be eaten. Yeah, um, and th- that's different though. That's not like yeah. that's like a a thing you can actually eat. Like I eat a ton of dark chocolate every day. I love that, mm-hmm. but uh, mm-hmm. it's different from candy, right? You know. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I've been really into eighty five percent chocolate. These days, mm, yeah, I, I'm a big dark chocolate. Though. Yeah, I tried uh, the other day at the airport. I was looking for some, but they only had ninety. What eighty five is, but it's it's in the sweet spot for me. But I got ninety percent in the airport the other day because they didn't have eighty five, and that was too too far. It's amazing oh, yeah? how much that five percent will make it so much point. more bitter. Yeah, well, it's so bitter. Have you ever tried pure? Yeah, like, I, I mean that's just. It fucks you up. It's yeah. like you can't. My 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 best friend and his mom used to have these strange jars with shit. And whenever we would, after going out for a night, we'd get get home and like raid the fridge or whatever. And 
uh, one night I, I, I like you know, eating chocolate milk or, you know, whatever, like bread with Nutella and I wanted chocolate milk. I was dying for chocolate milk. So I grabbed this jar and it said like cacao written on it. So I mix it with milk and I'm shaking it and I just started gulping it down and it tasted like yeah. fucking ass. So bad. Good for you though. Fuck me. Packed with antioxidants oh. that when it's that dark. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. my God. Oh, I got, I, 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 it was undrinkable. I had to chuck it. Yeah. Drink it. Yeah, I still have my ninety percent into my backpack. If you want, I'll next time I see you, I'll, I'll give you yeah. money if you want. Yeah. Right. All right, man. Well, you go enjoy time with your family, and right, uh, back to work for me. And uh, we'll be back uh, Friday over on Patreon.com. Stay out of trouble now. Tactic. You stay out of trouble. Keep those uh, sheets clean. All right. Noted. Noted. Written, writing this down as have, have pity on the ma- on the cleaning services, please. Will do. Will do. Noted, man. <laughs> Thank you so much for the advice. And uh, <laughs> I love you, Kia. If man. you think this is raw, just wait till the Friday episodes. Patreon.com slash Tacticas. That's when it gets really, really disgusting. So if you want access to that. Thanks, Diego. Thanks, listeners. You don't lie. All right. Enjoy. Bye-bye. Take care. Peace. Sports Social Podcast Network.